Hey everybody, it's Ron and Amy, and this is, uh, I guess this is test two in our <laughs> new audio experience. It's day two, test two, and yesterday was our very first time, and I put something out there. We didn't edit it. I added a, some goofy ukulele in front of it mm-hmm. uh, just for fun, but uh, I didn't do anything other than that, and uh, the feedback was pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah it, was, it was really good. <laughs> oh, I've got a different Amy this morning. This is, this is the regular old Amy, the It's Good. Oh my goodness. I'm just saying, I don't know what I'm just saying, but I mean, I guess it, that's what I think. I don't know. <laughs> so you don't really know what to think about yourself? Well, yeah, no, I just, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm not as wordy this morning. <laughs> Stop. Just move on. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what when we when we started down this path, we kind of said, okay, we're going to do a, a couple of uh, well, I don't know what a couple is, but several kind of test recordings, and we weren't going to edit and and uh, and make it too much of a production. And so sometimes, I guess that's what you get. You get the good, Amy. I think you, I think it's this. To I yesterday, I was under the impression we were just practicing, <laughs> and today. I now I know it's not it's a little more than that so maybe that's why I'm a little bit more reserved. Do you feel deceived? No. I mean usually when I, you I you post things all the time. I mean so I'm not I mean it's just not that big a deal but I mean it, I guess mentally I'm a little bit more I guess maybe stressed or something because I know that it's going to be you will probably do something with this one too. Probably. Well, don't be stressed. I don't oh wait, want you I'm to not trying. I'm trying not to use the word probably anymore. So forget okay. the forget the word probably. So one of the cool things that we did yesterday is we were kind of bouncing this back and forth uh, with some friends that uh, I would call them my muses, my list of muses <laughs> that uh, just on creative things, just to kind of bounce some stuff off of. And we talked about if we were going to do a podcast, what we would call it. And uh, I really like the Naked podcast, and we would just kind of be naked every day. And, what? That wasn't even one that you did yesterday. <laughs> but I thought it was a good idea, like to just like record no. it naked. Like, what what would that be like to do a naked podcast? That's people, not appropriate. You need to stop that. Well, people wouldn't be able to see us. <laughs> even so, you're talking about it. <laughs> no. So what do we what do we think we settled on? Something about empty or. I forget getting back to us or something. Getting like? back to us. So why would why would we why would we call it getting back to us? I don't know because we've had. <laughs> well, I mean. Well, if you don't know, our, well, our potential I, listeners won't I know. I just started with the word I don't know. Could you let me finish, please? So I was going to say probably. Mm, um, I was going to say that uh, the thought, my thought process in getting back to us is we are recent empty nesters. And so we pretty much had our first child a year after we were married. And so we have had children for most of our marriage. Um, And so uh, we're now just getting back to us, just you and me. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it goes a little bit further than that. I think uh, as we start to uh, explore this a little bit more, I mean, I think I've, we've explored it through conversation Certainly hours and hours of conversation, sometimes <laughs> heated and, and sometimes uh, with a lot of sadness. Uh, but also I've explored it a lot in my writing the last couple of months. But just this idea of kind of going to the brink on our marriage and then being able to pull it back. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deep thoughts. Yeah, deep thoughts by Amy Clarkson. 
So uh, well, I mean, you already said everything. So I mean, like, what am I going to uh, add to that? I know. Ditto. True. <laughs> so yeah, so getting back to us, but I still think the Naked Podcast has a ring to it. Oh my goodness. No. Okay. Well, that's been vetoed. So uh, so moving on. So um, we got a lot of suggestions from folks about different things we could talk about, different topics that they want to hear. Um, and, and so I think we're going to save some of those things for maybe a little bit later on if we do decide to do a podcast or, or something else. And so right now, I think what is a good test bed is to kind of continue to explore the books that we're reading and, and why those are important to us and how that has really, uh, the last couple of months just really changed. I, it, it certainly has changed my life and it's very rare you come across something that changes your life so fast. Uh, but I truly wish that I would have started doing this about probably four or five years ago. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree. I think that we both have, uh, have, leaned into that process and learned from what we've been reading. And the interesting thing is we read a lot of the same books at just different times. So I think it's good conversation between the two of us too. Yeah. Uh, I was just sitting there thinking like, what do you guys do? Well, we sit around and talk about books. <laughs> <laughs> we do other things Everybody, every, Yeah, we do do other things. That's true. <laughs> but it makes us sound like a, like a, a picture-perfect marriage to just sit around and talk <laughs> um, around about books. I don't think that it is what we are, but I mean, we're pretty good though. <laughs> so, so yeah. So uh, I think back to if, if we would have started this process five years ago, I think about, I, I have kind of mixed feelings about it because on the one hand, I think um, some of the decisions that we made might have been different. Um, For example, like me making the decision to to leave uh, my career and to go work with you. Uh, I think that uh, also I think the results might have been different. Yeah. Um, But I also am, uh, you know, anytime I think you go through a significant change in your life, either whether it's, you know, you perceive it as being really positive or you perceive it as being really negative, um, the farther you get away from it, the more you kind of put it in its place mm-hmm. and um, and can evaluate how much it caused you to grow. And so um, certainly a year ago, I probably wouldn't have said this, but um, I, I am becoming more and more appreciative of some of the mistakes that we made. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> it was hard a year ago to even <laughs> express that we even made mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, without those mistakes, I don't I don't know that we'd be where we are today. I mean, who knows if it would be better or worse, but I certainly don't think that the the quality of people and the quality of a marriage that we have, it probably wouldn't be as rich. I would agree. So um I have uh you know, yesterday I talked a little bit about Bob Goff and Love Does, and I think it's I I think that I actually got to Bob Goff through not only through a friend, but also I think that same friend and his wife uh, kept talking about Donald Miller as well. And so I'm I'm reading a couple of books by Donald Miller right now. One is Building a Story Brand, and mm-hmm. the other is A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, and. And um, one of the things that I like about Donald Miller as an author is, one, we think alike. And so I tend to gravitate to the people that think like me because I believe that I'm pretty awesome. Mm-hmm, you are. But the other thing is I like the way that he looks at his life as a story and, you know, a story to be told. And no one 
no one, I think to a certain extent, we fantasize about having this fantastic life, and but sometimes that's hard to kind of wrap our heads around. But when we think of our life as a story that needs to be told, it becomes a little bit easier to think about it because we, none of us have lived an entire life, but we've all read entire stories. We've all watched entire movies. We've all watched entire TV shows. And so we know what sometimes all in one day, (laughs) sometimes all in one day, but we know what a good story arc looks and feels Mm -hmm. like and sounds like. And so, uh, Donald Miller, Donald Miller has, uh, you know, we'll talk about this in subsequent conversations, but that's where his focus is on looking at his life. And he even wrote a book about how he got to that point where he started to view his life as a story. And the name of that book is A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. And, and just really quickly, the point of the book is he, he his first novel was Blue Like Jazz. And that was kind of an, an awkward book from the standpoint of turning it into a movie. But they did decide to turn it into a movie. And um, he wrote about that process and how hard it was to take your story and to turn it into a movie and again, the result of that is a million miles in a thousand years. And uh, what you paused for a moment? I did pause because I wanted to make sure I wasn't getting my books mixed up. I, I apologize because I do have so many books in my head. <laughs> I thought for a second there I might have got my books mixed up. But nope, we're on track. And so uh, <laughs> today's quote from A Million Miles in a Thousand Years he says, James Scott Bell says, An inciting incident is a doorway through which the protagonist cannot return. I didn't know I was doing it at the time, but I had certainly walked through a doorway. I was an overweight, out-of-shape guy who wanted to get into shape and date a specific girl. I'd walk through a doorway that would force me both to get into shape and to interact with her. I suppose I didn't have to get into shape, but if I didn't, the story would be a tragedy, and nobody wants to live a tragedy. I'd found my motivation. I joined a gym the next day. So what happens in this story is um, he goes out every week on Wednesday night, and he meets a bunch of friends at this at this location, restaurant, bar, whatever it is. And it's a loose group of friends. And so he doesn't know all of the people. Well, there's this girl that keeps showing up and it's kind of like a friend of a friend thing. Um, but eventually he comments that, um, another friend from across, across the country reached out to him and said, Hey, I'm thinking about doing the Inca trail in, uh, I think it's Peru. And, you know, so he commented that he was thinking about doing the Inca Trail in front of this group. And the girl immediately raised her hand and said, hey, that might be fun. I'd like to do that with you. Well, because he kind of had a crush on this girl but hadn't told her, that kind of sealed his fate. That was kind of an inciting incident for him (laughs) where, okay, I guess I'm going to hike the Inca Trail. So we went home that day and researched the Inca Trail. (laughs) And evidently, it's quite a treacherous hike. (laughs) (laughs) I know about a treacherous, whatever that word is, hike. (laughs) Yeah. And so, so anyways, he was, he was already, he was already in. And so now he had to go through it. And I don't know what happens because I haven't finished the the book or, or anything like that. But, you know, I think an, an inciting incident is pretty funny. I often say that the best decisions are the ones that are made for you because then all the, the hand wringing and everything else, like you don't have to worry about. Now I just now I just have to respond to that decision and try to get the, the best outcome. Or as he says, nobody wants to live a tragedy. Right. And right. so in this case, he, he literally could have been heading towards a tragedy because that that trail is like a 14,000 foot peak and is quite dangerous. Oh and and uh, so anyways, so I'm interested to see what's going to happen in his story. <laughs> Did you choose this quote for based on how you, you first saw me? Like, d- 
You always um, comment like how you met, first saw me walking into a class. Well, so I think you you've got your story wrong. It wasn't walking into a class; uh, you were sitting in the class. But oh well, excuse that's me. That's how woo. specific my memory is. Is that <laughs> that is incorrect? It wasn't you walking into a class; it was you sitting in a class. I think that was that was kind of part of it. But I also think just the concept of an inciting incident. And again, this is mm. this is where I'm really down with Donald Miller and, and his concept of a story and learning what the different parts of a story are. Because once you learn what the different parts of the story are, then you see them in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, that that kind of plays into the quote that I chose for today. So we're done talking about me? No, but let, let's put a pin in it. And I, when I get to my quote, remind me that I, I can see a connection. Okay. <laughs> I think inciting incidents are very important, and I don't think you always recognize them as inciting incidents until after I would the agree fact. With that. Um, and so um, that's where I would have to say I try. I don't always engage in life, and you miss probably miss some important inciting incidences. So once you begin to open yourself to engaging into life, I think you're more aware of those incidents, and you can make make more of them than they. Um, than you would have. I agree. I agree. Good. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so you want me? You want to intro your quote, or you want me just to read it and then you can talk about it? How do you want to do this? Um, I don't know. You can in, you can read it. He's okay. reading it because I can't read without my reading glasses, and that makes noise <laughs> if I put them on. Yeah, not only that, but I I'm I'm a pretty good. Narrator. Oh, that's right. You that's right. Yeah. Also, you're a better narrator. <laughs> I am the me. designated narrator. Okay, <laughs> so. Um, Here we go. And so this is uh, a quote from Brene Brown. My favorite. Yep. Our friend Brene um, from a book called Daring to Lead. And she says in that book, the arena, particularly during dark and hard moments when we're trying to be really brave, can be confusing and overwhelming. Distractions, noise, a a rapidly blinking exit sign that promises immediate relief from the discomfort and the cynics in the stands. In those tough matches when the critics are being extra loud and rowdy, it's easy to start hustling to try to prove, perfect, perform, and please. God knows that these are my four big P's. We can either hustle to show the crowd that we deserve to be there, or we can let them scare us off. Either way, it's easy to let them get in our head and hijack our efforts. So I think that that also describes somewhat of an inciting moment. When you're in the arena and you are trying to... Well, let, let, first oh, of all, what's the, what's the arena? Because I, well, I think that's a pretty important... That's true. Yeah, so the arena is, I would say, where you are trying to accomplish something big. Or, but you know where she got that from, Yes, right? it's from the Theodore Roosevelt comment uh, quote, and I don't. we should have put that there, too, because that's an amazing quote. I think most people have probably heard it, but it's the it's the Theodore Roosevelt man in the arena, and, it, and it's interesting because that particular quote means a lot to me. And uh, me. And me. But it means more to me. Oh, how you said? Is there like a calculation? <laughs> By the way, that? we're just now at the fifteen-minute mark. That was our goal to to be fifteen minutes today, and so uh, we also need to kind of put a pin in to discuss the fact that uh, we're probably going to be really, really bad about keeping the time. Yes. Okay. But anyways, the arena is based off the Theodore Roosevelt uh, "Man in the Arena" speech, and uh, it kind of talks about the concept of uh, the the man in the arena physically with all of the spectators and how the, the spectators are, you know, just being critical and everything else, but they don't have a stake because they're not in the arena. Mm-hmm. What really matters is the man that's in the arena that's trying to win, that's trying to persevere uh, through blood, sweat, and tears and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And so she she refers to that often. She does, which uh, is it's one of the reasons. Reason. Ever, yeah, it drew me <laughs> to her pretty pretty uh, quickly because I actually have that quote on a uh, on a picture mm-hmm. that that I used to look at. I think I see. once bought that for you. That was like one of the gifts that you really told me you wanted it, and I bought it. I think, mm. but you know. I think I'm that's another myself, story. But okay. So, anyways, <laughs> why does this why is this quote good for you? So this quote is good for me. Now I've got to think back my train of thought. I didn't put a pin in it this time. Um, it's a lot of pins in today's <laughs> recording. Anyways, I think that this kind of goes back to the inciting moment because you're realizing, like, um, when you are trying to accomplish something and you feel like you are trying to please everyone or you are not good enough or it's too hard, um, I like where she talks about where you can see the exit your way out. Many times, because I don't like to be in tough situations, I'm going to look for the exit and I'm going to run because never mind, this is too hard. I'm not worth, it's not worth it. But I think what I've realized in the past, you know, six months or so is if I just stop, close my eyes and focus on why I chose to be in that arena and get rid of all the noise and you, it's clarity and you can move forward. And so that's what I've really started doing. Uh, I, it all, I think it also uh, sparks mindset. It's so easily, your mindset can be wavered so easily um, by the, the people you're trying to, to, um, to impress in, in the stands. And so you get sidetracked or you, you compare yourself to someone who else has already been in the arena. And if you stay focused on what you, why you chose to be there, I think you can accomplish it. And then, because running to the exit's not, not the answer. You would regret it, I think. Yeah, and I also I also like how she talks about uh, the idea that when you're in the arena and you see that exit sign, really it's it's a simple choice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not easy, but it's simple. There are two choices. Uh, you can either do the four P's, and she talks about to prove, perfect, perform, and please, or you can just run through the exit. And the choice is yours. And I think that um, you know, especially when when we're in a situation and we're not really clear on why we're there and what we're trying to accomplish. Running is easy. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, and so I think that you know, kind of using this to look back on the last couple of years for me as well. Um, a lot of times, I think we just kind of jumped into stuff in regards to you know the real estate business and a lot of other things, and and didn't really have clarity on what it is we were trying to do. We thought we had clarity, mm-hmm. but evidently that clarity wasn't big enough um, to kind of get us over some humps. Mm-hmm. So. All right, that's it for today. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here, and um, we'll get better at some of these transitions and whatnot, <laughs> and I appreciate you guys for being our, our, our audio guinea pigs, as it were. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I always end that way? Yes. Ditto. I don't, I don't know, but we're also gonna we're also gonna work on Amy's reactions. Although that's pretty authentic to how Amy reacts in our marriage. <laughs> well, yes. Good. <sighs> I'm a woman of few words. You weren't yesterday. Uh, that's true. I think I, I, I go past the yes. But yeah, sometimes I'm just a yes. Okay, so I'm going to call our sophomore effort probably not as good as our freshman effort. But that's okay. We're going to keep going and we're going to try again <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you are still listening, God bless you. <laughs> and have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. <laughs>